Yes, good afternoon. It's Ian Blakely filling in the judge. I'll be back next week. It is 26 to 2. And uh, if you'd like to be a part of the conversation, 133882 or 0487-999-882. If you'd like to text, um, I'd like to know uh, where's the best place you have gone on holiday with your family. A lot of people uh, over the last couple of years because of COVID, they haven't been able to go anywhere. And uh, they're buying tickets left, right and centre. Just ask Alan Joyce this morning when he released the, uh, the Qantas sort of profit over the last six months. Absolutely unbelievable. Justin Jamison from, uh, he's the founder of Get Lost magazine. You've just been on holiday to Las Vegas. Hello, Justin. How are you, mate? Hello, Ian. I'm, I'm really well. Uh, look, I wouldn't say I was on holiday to Las Vegas solely. Um, oh. I had the family with me. We were on a bit of a road trip and we swung through Vegas. And I've got to say, uh, I've been to Vegas previously. I actually did a story over there on a man who set up a hangover cure business. So I had to test that out when I was in Vegas. And, and <laughs> yes. I, I've got to tell you, this was a completely different trip to that one with the kids. Um, but it was, it was amazing for, for the children. And, and at the end of it, we only had three days there, which funnily enough is the average time people normally spend in Vegas. But the kids were like, Dad, I, I reckon this is better than uh, Disneyland. And my kids are 10, 11 and 12. So that age, they just were blown away by it. Right. How, how old are your kids? Uh, yeah, uh, 10, 11, and 12 going on 13. So Gee, that's, yeah. cl- that's close together. Yeah, I'm an old dad, and my wife realised she needed to get him out pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we, um, we had a, uh, yeah, it was a terrific time. And look, Vegas, for a family, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it would be as good as it was, but it, it really was amazing. Some of the experiences they've got there now for, for a family are well-known, like the Cirque du Soleil shows, are, you know, they're, they're just world-class. Um, but they've also got, you know, one of the world's largest uh, high roller Ferris wheels, the high roller it's called, which yes. is, is a great experience and gives you some terrific views of the strip. But what I really loved was a place they've built called Area 15. And it's this sort of warehouse, uh, well, it is a warehouse, and a sensory sort of, you go inside, it's all dark with neon lights and flashing uh, uh, experiences. So you, you go in. They've got a thing called Megamart, which is done by uh, an art installation company called Meow Wolf, who are quite famous throughout the States. And they've created this shopping centre called Megamart, as I said. You go in, you can actually buy shopping centre goods in there, but it's interactive. So you'll you'll open a fridge that'll have sort of milk and things in it, all branded Megamart. You open the fridge and there'll be a tunnel and you'll walk through into the fridge of this supermarket through a small tunnel that will open up into this interior art exhibition quite remarkable and then you'll go somewhere else and it'll pop you back out in the fruit and vegetable section of the megamart store there's all these people sort of wandering around exploring different experiences it was a a really terrific few hours just exploring this this place gee that's really different isn't it that sounds interesting for sure oh it's great to, for, for kids i mean one of, one of the other things we did there which i highly recommend when people travel especially for a local experience is to go to a sporting event and we went to the t-mobile arena to watch the uh the local hockey team um and it was it was wild we I bought the two daughters a beanie each my, my my wife and my eldest daughter went shopping at the venetian which is an experience in its own right they, yeah. they built literally a replica of venice on the second floor so you get out of an elevator and you're pretty much in venice with a gondola going through oh, and the whole wow. yeah so that's las vegas so in but yeah, going to a local hockey game was, was terrific you know you're with all the fans leading in and you know, Americans do sport better than most countries, I reckon. The, the music and the pumping it up and the uh, just the spectacle was, was terrific. It was a yeah, really, really good good time. Had you been to well, Las Vegas before, Justin? I, I had for that hangover story, yes. So oh, I, right. I, I, okay. I'd been there before and I'd, I'd gone to the 
the nightclubs and the bars. And as I said, I, I had to I had to punish myself to to test the the good doctor's uh, hangover cure. Um, so I've seen the uh, I've seen the underside of Vegas um, from bleary eyes. Um, but this was a, a family trip, and I would highly recommend anyone going through that way to to do it. The, the kids just loved it. So is this the best place you've been to with the family on holiday, or if you got somewhere else uh, you'd I say would top the list? I wouldn't say the best. Uh, in fact, the whole trip was part of a skiing trip up to Steamboat Springs. Um, and look, I'm not a huge skier, but as far as a family holiday goes, and, and look, I'm also well aware how cost prohibitive skiing can be, um, but wow, skiing as a family, it really is a wonderful family holiday. You're all out, you're, you're active, you're skiing together, you lunch together on the mountain. At the end of it, everyone's shattered. You might you know, have a spa wherever you are or whatever. I know that sounds quite uh, salubrious, but it's... Uh, I do think a skiing holiday for a family is a great one. Yeah, I've seen too many things on social media with bears chasing skiers down slopes. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I must admit, Ian, uh, we were we were skiing at Steamboat, uh, and a moose was on one of the slopes. And yeah, I, I reckon moose are more dangerous than bears because they they cordoned it off pretty quickly. And I've got to say, my skiing improved very quickly when I saw that moose. I, I got a lot better and a lot faster very quickly. Right. I lived in Canberra for quite a while and I used to go up to the snow quite often, up to, you know, Threadbow and Parisha Valley and yep. wherever. And I'd, I tried skiing a few times when I was younger. Not very good, but eventually I basically gave up and uh, just sort of stuck to the old toboggan. My son, yeah. got, my yeah. son got right into, uh, you know, snowboarding and stuff like that. But uh I sort, well, of, I, I sort of kept it simple. And my father, by the way, he, he just stuck to a toboggan completely and utterly, and uh, he was at Smiggins Holes one, one, <laughs> one trip going down a slope, yeah. and he gets to the bottom going rather fast and uh, didn't see the fact that it dropped off into a creek bed and oh, he no. flew off and landed in the creek bed, and he broke his back in three places. Oh, wow. And, you should have uh, the uh, Oh, yeah. But luckily, he uh, was able to uh, get back to normal and walk after that. But, uh, yeah, he was very, very lucky indeed. But, uh, yeah, yeah those, uh, those images of, like, bears chasing skiers down slopes on social media <laughs> and they don't know that they're being chased. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I reckon scary. they're few and far between, and Few and far between. Most of the bears in North America are sound asleep hibernating. It's yeah, very be. unlucky to wake a bear up. Yeah, over they there. would be. Hey, listen, um, you said you had a – this was a road trip. Was it a real road trip like you and the three kids were – you and your wife and the three kids were in a car yeah. or – Yeah, it was indeed. We, we flew into San Francisco, and from there we drove up over uh, the Lake Tahoe Pass and into Carson City uh, and pretty much hugged um, Death Valley, the road through Death Valley into, into Vegas. and. I mean, the, the changing landscapes through that Death Valley National Park, is it, it's just phenomenal. Calling it Death Valley probably scares people away, and it, it shouldn't. It really was a, a wonderful road trip. And, you know, I, lo- I love middle America. And you, you, you're, you're motoring through into Nevada from California, where we were previously, into Nevada, and then down in towards Vegas. You, you go past the Area 51, uh, where the aliens apparently have been kept and cut open. It's, it's a military <laughs> yes. site there where you're not allowed to go. Yes. But as you go through... The towns there have embraced this. So, you know, there's an alien diner, there's an alien museum, there's an alien cafe. <laughs> you, you, can, you, can take, you can take a week just pulling over in these fantastic little US towns in the absolute middle of nowhere and have, a, you know, some of the best ribs I've ever eaten in my life by Burger Joe's on the side of the road. It was, <laughs> yeah. it, it, 
such a wonderful experience road tripping in the US. Yeah, I've got a good mate of mine who's done a couple of motorcycle road trips. He did the Route 66 with a few blokes, and he also did the Rockies as well. And he said uh, yeah, it's just yeah. unbelievable on a bike. He said it was just fantastic. But I was just talking it to Bruce be. Welsh. Bruce Welsh, who does our traffic, he, uh, I was just talking to him before because he's been on holidays with his wife, Leanne, down towards the uh, the south of WA, down towards Esperance for the last week or two. And uh, we, he and I, we just have a bit of a chat off air, and I said, I'd much rather do it. I love a road trip, especially on a motorcycle. I just love a road trip over getting on a plane and going yeah. somewhere else. So I can understand you would have enjoyed yourself. Now, with the five of you in the vehicle, first of all, yeah. how, how far did you travel? How far did you travel overall? Over yeah, how long? Yeah, we, we would have probably done well, – look, it wasn't massive. I mean, from San Fran up over – into Carson City, where we had a night there, which was a bit of fun, and then Carson City into Vegas. It was only a couple of two nights and uh, and three days, um, and we took it slow. It's probably it might have been a thousand, fifteen hundred k's. Um, so it wasn't wasn't a ridiculously long distance, um, but it was great. You know, the kids they, they weren't on screens, which is terrific, and there was enough things, as I said, to to stop off and do to keep them uh, keep them interested. And you know, I mean, these these days I've, we've done road trips, you know, here in Australia when you're just trying to get somewhere, and the yeah. kids will sit on a screen and and won't think anything of it. Um, you know, I, I cast my mind back to my days as a kid, and you'd be on a road trip, and there were no screens. You'd just stare out the window yeah. for hours and hours. Oh, I, I mean, even on, a pl- <laughs> yeah, even on a plane in those days, when we used to yeah. fly, my father was a, a diplomat, and you'd get on a plane and pray to God that there'd be a good movie on it. The screen <laughs> projector yes. came down, and you'd be trying to look between people's heads to, to catch a glimpse of it with those old earplugs that was basically oh. a, a tube with the noise getting yeah. pummeled through the tubes. Weren't they terrible? Um, now... Yeah, now in economy, the kids get on and they can watch 10 movies and they're there. My next question was, doing this road trip of 1,000 or 1,500 k's and five of yes. you in the car, did, did you all play together nicely? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was fine. It was fine. It, it was a little bit, a little bit hair-raising hair uh, <laughs> heading up through Tahoe because I, I, I'm not sure if you're aware, but the North America had the most ridiculous uh, snow season with huge storms coming through and they just there was snow everywhere yeah. and of course we were in a hire car uh, with no chains and no snow tyres and as we were getting higher and higher and the snow was getting deeper and deeper the more signs you'd see on the side of the road with lights flashing saying put your chains on make sure you have snow tyres on so I did have my children in the back asking me do we have snow tyres daddy I was like yeah I, yeah, I think so there's no ish but um it explained why we drove so slowly, but yeah. look, it, it, it was fine. It was, it was a great trip. Everyone, everyone really enjoyed it. But the kids got on well. They didn't argue or fight or carry on for a few days because that's always uh, – no, that, no, that no. takes they, the shine off all, it. They were all good. Oh, all good. Excellent. They, excellent. And they were buzzing. After Las Vegas, they, were, they really were just buzzing. In fact, one of the, the funniest things, my, my youngest daughter is uh, – Charlie, the 10-year-old or nearly 10, is a mad Elvis fan after seeing the movie and uh, obsessed with Elvis, so – as we're driving into Vegas, lo and behold, Viva Las Vegas comes on the radio as we're heading oh, over again. Awesome. See Vegas in the distance. It yeah. was all perfect. And she said, Daddy, I really, really want to see Elvis. Is there an Elvis impersonator? I was like, yep, sweetheart, no worries. And as hard as I looked, uh, the only Elvis impersonator I could find was a guy called Big Elvis, who, <laughs> <laughs> who's been playing Elvis for 42 years. Big Elvis looks like Elvis probably would look like now if he was alive. Oh, Big Elvis dear. is big. Yeah. <laughs> Big Elvis sits on a wooden throne in Haraz Casino and comes on at 2.30 in almost what equates to a food court. So, you know, he's not exactly performing in the big rooms these days, Big Elvis, and he can't get up. He sits on his throne. <laughs> but I tell you what, his voice is beautiful. And my daughter, Charlie, was like, you know what, Daddy? 
that's good enough for me. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, good honour. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, terrific stuff. Hey, listen, Justin, yeah. just hold the line, mate, and uh, we'll get back to you shortly because we'll have a bit of a chat about uh, what you think about Qantas <laughs> and the half-year profit, I think. Then uh, where's the best place you have gone on holiday with the family? And if you have a question for Justin, just give us a call or you can send a text on 0487 888 and you know the number, 133882. Where's the best place you have gone on holiday with the family? Get in touch here at uh, 6PR. It's 14 to 2. Yes, good afternoon, Joe. We'll be back for you next week. And if you'd like to uh, give us a call about whatever, especially about travel at the moment, we'll got Justin on the line, one double three eight eighty two, or you can text on 0487 888 Jan from Wanneroo was on the line. Hello, Jan. Good afternoon, how are you? Good. What would um, you like to say? So, so this was about 55 years ago. I was living in Vancouver with my parents. I was about 13. And uh, my father was a school teacher, and back then the school holidays were 10 weeks long over summer because of the weather. Anyway, we, four of us, um, got in a combi van. Every day we were in the car, all day, we went from the west coast of Canada to the east coast, all the way down the uh, east coast of America, right down through Mexico, and all the way back up the other side, west coast, back to Vancouver in 10 weeks. And I tell you what, I hated it. It was, I just fell asleep, but yeah, it was just driving all day, every day. Yeah, quite a trip. I'd have loved that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, Jan. Um, I've got a text here from Sue. We did a road trip for six weeks from New York down to Florida and then across several states to leave from San Francisco. Best trip ever. Want to do the northern states next, says Sue. And uh, also, uh, Jan, another Jan has texted us and said, what was the name of Justin's magazine again, please? Jan, it's called Get Lost Magazine. That's what it's called, Get Lost Magazine. If uh, if Jan wants to have a look at it, if you go to emag.getlostmagazine.com, the digital version is up on there. Well, there you go. But uh, yeah, road trips, mate, they are just brilliant. There is no doubt about they, that. I've just, I just, they are. Yeah. I, I think, and the secret to a good one though is to stop uh, as as frequently as possible. I think um, the caller that, that talks about going from New York down to uh, to Florida, like that's a that's a big trip, and I remember doing a similar trip with my folks, and it, w- it was nothing about the road trip. It was about getting to the other destination. So when you're just sitting in the car for nine hours straight just busting to get down there, I think that changes the dynamics. If you take for three or four days and you stop off and you experience the country as you go through, that's a much better road trip for me. Fantastic. I spent uh, a week about, a bit over 20 years ago, camping with a couple of mates on the northern tip of Dirkartog Island and fishing, and it was was just fantastic. Because you've got a choice up there. You can actually stay at the homestead with uh, Kieran and and stay there, or you can actually – and they only allow so many four-wheel drives and so many people on the island at any one time. But, uh, yeah, we camped on the – Terry and I and his father, Tom, camped up there at uh, Dirk Hardog up there near Turtle Bay for a week. And I tell you what, I loved the shower when we got back because there's nothing – there's no shade and the flies are everywhere. (laughs) But it's such an experience. But if you want to take it easy, I think they've turned it into a bit of a resort these days, the old homestead. But They They have, yeah. yeah. It's just been redone. It uh, it looks – Absolutely spectacular. Yeah, so it's changed a hell of a lot since uh, I saw it last. But, uh, yeah, that'll be a great – yeah, that's a great holiday, the old Dirk Hardog yep. Island. You sort of go up there to Steep Point and he comes over and picks you up on the barge and you, you drive over or you, or you can get a boat from, you know, Denham or across the Shark Bay. But, yeah, no, that's fantastic. Hey, about Qantas and uh, yep. this, <laughs> this billion-dollar profit in the first six months yep. of the financial year, 
Um, is this going to mean cheaper airfares, you think? Oh, look, they'll come down a little bit. Um, unfortunately, the, the price of jet fuel is still through the roof, like 65%, I think, higher, they're saying, than what it was pre-COVID. So, look, it, it will come down. And bear in mind, Qantas lost $7 billion too over three years. So the fact they're making money back, I think, is a good thing uh, because, yeah, hopefully it does mean they can start putting more planes on, uh, increasing capacity and bringing the cost of it down. And you know, there's more competition in the air now too with the Chinese airlines all starting to fly again. So internationally, that definitely brings in more competition and, and flights will come down again. Um, we've had Bamboo Airlines just launch flights from the East Coast here. So that does also, you know, you can fly with them through Vietnam into Europe. Um, there's, it, there's, there's things happening every week at the moment that ideally will bring costs down. I don't think, well, I can't say categorically, but it'll be a while, if ever, we get to that perfect, uh, that perfect situation about six months pre-COVID where, where flights, you know, you get to the States for 600 bucks return and now, these days, it's, you'd be lucky to get flights for 1500 but they, they are coming down. I got an email from Jetstar this morning because they put out a, uh, a sale this morning, first thing, and I bought a, a return trip to Cairns late November, back early December for a week, and mm-hmm. uh, $89 one way. I got, wow, well done. I got return flights, um, extra leg room both ways, and insurance for like $250. I don't know that whether I'm, I don't know whether I'm going to be able to go, but I just thought I'd throw the dice and see what happened. I was too it was too good to miss out, really. So, but there, there oh. are still around. Where's the best place to get info before you go on holidays, mate? Uh, to search for, for inspiration or information. Is oh, a little bit of both, that. really. Probably information. Oh, well. If you decide where you want to go, where's the best place to find out where you're heading? Well, I'd be silly if I didn't say getlostmagazine.com. <laughs> I knew you'd I, say uh, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I yeah. think um, it depends if, if you want reviews. Obviously, TripAdvisor is fantastic. If you want inspiration, then that's what uh, certainly what we do. Um, so, yeah, it, it, look, it, it's, it's, it's a tough question to uh, answer um, unbiasedly. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, just very quickly, we've got Nick from Byford with a quick question. You there, Nick? Yeah, how are you going, guys? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, very quickly. I was, just one, I was just wondering, when is Garuda coming back to fly to Bali in a person? you know that? Sorry, say that again. I was just wondering when Garuda is coming back to Perth to fly into Bali at all. Would you know that? Uh, at it's, good, it's a good question. I, I don't. I don't know that. I know they're flying from the east coast again, um, and I gather that will. I mean, that'd be crazy if they don't open up their flights again from from WA. Obviously, it's such a popular route. I, I would suggest it to be within three to six months. Rightio, there you go. Hope that's a bit of a help for you there, Nick. Hey, Justin, thanks very much for that, mate. Great for enjoyed that chat about all sorts of stuff. And if you want to find out more about stuff and travel, Get Lost magazine. Justin Jamison, thanks, mate. Take it easy. Thank you, Ian. See ya.